Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Lord. Yes, that's a little Carol Baskins for you. That bitch. Oh, you gotta love the Tiger King, all the rage right now. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll come out of that seven hours thinking, what the hell did I just watch? A whole bunch of straight men turning gay for meth and tigers. That's what you watched. Yep. So um, we have a special guest tonight. We have Peyton with us. Hello. And um, she got to pick the topic, but we're going to wait to mention that topic till after we do our little intro. So are we ready to do this, guys? Let's do it. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to the What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And we have a special guest with us today. Miss Peyton is sitting in with a topic that she picked of her own choosings. Hello. So, uh, Peyton, what you got for us today? I have the mysterious case of John Benet Ramsey. Mysterious case of John Benet Ramsey. All right. Well, Jill, do you want to get us started with this? I do, and I'm proud of you for remembering what the fuck you were saying at the intro this time. Yeah, <laughs> that was a take two, guys, because <laughs> my dumbass forgot what the hell the name of my show was. <laughs> so, most of you have probably heard of Toddlers and Tiaras, um, Honey Boo Boo, all that kind of fun stuff, where we have all the little girls that dress up like supermodels and do beauty pageants so kind of when all that was first starting and when all the controversy became part of it all goes back to John Bonet Ramsey John Bonet was six years old and she was in a lot of these pageants won a lot of these pageants um, and she went missing It was the day after Christmas in 1996 when her parents noticed that she was missing from her home. And um, I'm going to go ahead, and I kind of feel it's a good place to to start with how their day started off. So here is the 911 call from Miss Ramsey to the 911 operator. At, I think, 5.52 in the morning. Yes, Victory. 
Please. Okay, what's your name? Are you Kathy Ramsey? I'm the mother. Oh my God. Please. I'm, okay, I'm sending an officer over, okay? Please. Do you know how long she's been gone? No, I don't. Please, we just got out and she right here. Oh my God, please. Okay, girl. I am, honey. Please. Take a deep breath please. away, okay? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Kathy. So that's how their morning started the day after Christmas. Yeah, because they, they were planning, you said, to go to, to, an, to, to another family. Yeah, they were going to visit uh, John Ramsey's other daughter in, I want to say it was Wisconsin, Michigan, somewhere up north. They were flying out that morning, and Patsy had gotten up early to finish up some laundry and finish getting packed. Do all the, the mom stuff for the trip. Right, because uh, that, I think... I don't remember um, when the Christmas party was, but that had taken up a bit of the time that she needed to prepare for the trip. So, so as as part of all this, like either in getting everybody up to go, or when she was going around, she found this note and noticed that her six year old daughter was not where she was supposed to be. Right. Um, I think I read that she found the note, then ran to to check in John Benet's room. She wasn't there. So, um, I think you and Peyton listened to the 911 call earlier. We did. And had some discussion about it. Yes. Um, so, we we kind of thought there was a few odd things about it. And, um, Peyton, you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on the 911 call? Sure. So, she was talking to the operator, and she was telling her that John Bonet was gone. And whenever the operator asked her if... Who she was to John Bonet, she said the mother and not I'm her mom, which is kind of off, but I get where she's coming from. You're freaking out. Right, because in that heat of the moment, the more I listen to it, the more it makes sense that she may have said it that way. And plus, she's from a wealthy family, and their mannerisms may be completely different than our redneck selves down here. Um, But in my mind, I would think that if I'm describing who I am to you, I'm going to say... I'm her father, not the father. Well, and I think she was maybe thrown off by the question. I don't know that she registered that the 911 operator was asking for information about her name and who she was. Right. Because she had already said, our daughter, my daughter. So you would infer from that in the conversation that this is the mother of the kid. Correct. So, so I don't I don't know that she realized that the operator was trying to get right and Patsy Ramsey. I had read it in another thing that they pointed out where she used the word please like eight or ten times in a what was that, a fifteen second clip? Yeah. So somebody pointed out that that was odd. But I can honestly say that when I'm asking for help, regardless of the panic, I may Say, please, send the police, please, please help me. That or I'm going to go into no, 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 no mode. Right. (laughs) Um, And so at the end of the conversation after Pat, I want to call her Patty, but it's Patsy. Patsy. Quit speaking to the 911 operator. Apparently Patsy thought she had hung up, but the tape was still rolling. And, um... 
people are people would say they went through and and listened and cleaned up the audio and you can hear someone say um oh my gosh I forgot what they said what did you do what did you do well they debunked that by cleaning the audio up through you know a professional going through and doing it the police had it done and they determined there was nobody speaking at that time but you go back and listen to it now when and um you can hear at the end there is something being said yeah when i was listening to it this time i was kind of listening for it and i i could hear it a little bit if you're listening for it it didn't sound like her but it sounded like another person was talking to her what if it was an evp like John Bonet saying, "What have you done?" Yeah, what have you done, or what did you do? That would be a trip. I mean, it's a recording, so I wonder if anybody's even thought about that. Surely, crazy. I'm not, surely, I'm not the first. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So that would be kind of cool if that turned out to be an EVP. Yeah. So that I would mean, that would imply guilt from the grave. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you want to? point the finger at whoever hurt you oh in a heartbeat so i mean that's so was there was there anything else odd about the 911 call no or not that? really not at the that's pop that i remember in my head so um, like i said i did no research for this i was kind of putting this off on pay a little bit to maybe get her involved more <laughs> so um i think she did some research i think she's just a little nervous about talking yeah knowing that people are going to hear so um but, okay, so we we just heard this mom frantic, running through the house, panicking, can't find her kid. She finds a ransom note, which I know everyone knows what a ransom note is, but how often are those actually a thing? Not that often. I mean, for one, we're talking about a time when... I mean, not necessarily cell phones are real popular, but still, we've got phones, and people would do like ransom voicemails. calls. They would they would call and demand money. They wouldn't leave their handwriting on the scene. So, Peyton, the the ransom note you you found some interesting things about that. It was, it was um, do we need to read the ransom note so we know what we're talking about? We can, yeah. I, and yeah. from what I read, it was written on a notepad that was in the home. Like it was Patsy Ramsey's notepad. Yes. Um, and, uh, and we just saw pictures of it. It was three and a half pages long. Right. So it wasn't just some scribbled out, we have your daughter bring us money or you'll never see her again. Right. Like, this, they took time. This is very descriptive, and they could tell that it had been written before because there were still indentations for the first time of the top sheet from them writing it, and even in their final draft, they were still crossing words out. So this was, like, a second draft ransom it, note. It could have been a third, fifth, or eighth draft. I, you, know, you, you can't tell, but... It definitely not the first. Definitely took some time. Okay. Right. Okay, so this ransom note says, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. 
We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange on earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do particular... Is there a word added in there? I think it's don't. Don't particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. Okay, so how do we want to break this down, guys? Well, first to note, I know we're talking about Boulder, Colorado, and they call him a southern gentleman or turn on his southern charm or whatever, but they're from Atlanta. Correct. They are from Atlanta, which is in the south. Right. So, if I'm... If I'm doing a ransom note and I have taken someone, either one, I'm walking in the house with this ransom note because this is very thought out and very intricate and very long. For a ransom note, it's very long. Right. So I'm either walking in the house with it already done, which they didn't because it was written on a notepad that was there. Right. Or I'm just going to scribble down... We have your daughter instructions to follow. Something like that. A bullet point list with like all the instructions on Right. That that would make sense in my world as well. Or I'm not leaving my fucking handwriting on the crime scene. True. That as well. Because even then they still had handwriting analysts. Well, so here's a few of the odd things that were pointed out about the ransom note. They are asking for a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Now, Peyton, what is significant about that amount of money? 
So the place he was working at for the company, that's the bonus they would get for like Christmas, I guess you could say. That was John Bonet or John Ramsey's bonus check was a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. So they knew the exact amount. The exact amount. Oddly specific for a ransom note. Right. But if it was somebody who had it in for him and had studied up on him or somebody in like the that, company. Yeah, somebody would know, like, hey, he just got $118,000, so we know we can get exactly that much out of it. Right. And, you know, why, why would you even, my mind doesn't think like this. If you are, if I, if we catch you talking to a stray dog, well, who the hell talks to stray dogs? Well, see, that, I think, is the overemphasis point. Like, that was the only part that kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Like, if we catch you even talking to a stray dog, right. we'll kill her. You know, so that's more like what you would say in conversation, not something you'd write down on a note. Right. And also, I mean, they started it off, and this is just me getting really particular on words, but I, I had a teacher in high school that would always say precision of language. Mr. Ledbetter? Oh, yeah. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But the top of the note says, listen carefully. You can't listen to shit. It's on a piece of paper. You're reading it. Right. Okay. You would put pay attention. Right. And, um, well, let's see. There was a few other, or at least one other thing that that jumped out as weird. Oh, the terminology of fat cat. That's kind of like giving John a power to take away. You're not the only big dog in town, buddy, because I've got your child, so now you have no power. Well, I thought it was weird to say, you know, you're not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Are they saying that John Ramsey's killed someone before? I don't think so. Or had someone killed? Because I wouldn't think that... I just don't understand the comparison. Right. Well, I think it's really, it's not a comparison. It's a, it, yeah, kind of like giving John the clout to build, boost that ego. Right. Because if I'm trying to build myself up, I'm going to say, you know, I'm the big dog on campus. Yeah. So, um, and the very, the, the very last thing, victory, S-B-T-C. Why victory? Okay, well, what is SBTC? I have no idea. Saved by the cross. Victory Christ. Oh. Oh, did I just catch something on you guys? You just blew my mind a little bit. And just so y'all know, I didn't research. I researched in the bathtub, so. I mean, I had two weeks to do this, and I didn't figure it out. I was trying to come up with, like, super bad... Nope. Saved by the cross. Talking child or something. But how does that refer to this? Because... that she's already safe because she's in heaven. Right. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) And... You have a hundred percent chance of getting her back. Well, yeah, no, you, you do don't. once you're dead. Right. So there it is. That then we kind of broke that down uh, a little bit, not a whole lot. Y'all are welcome to research this more on your own. Uh, there's some good podcasts out there about it. Um, so let's. So now, 
after, of course, the ransom note, uh, and the police come out and they start an investigation, well, they do eventually find John Bonet. Yeah. Um, and and she's found in the basement of their home. Right. Um, I believe her father picks her up. Which, if if I remember correctly, didn't they already search the basement? That's that's what I thought. They had already went through and swept the basement and the, the whole house. There was nothing. Nobody was there. They they'd searched the whole house that day, and then. Dad goes downstairs and comes back up, and he's like, I found her. She's down here. Right. And, no, he picked her up, and, and I, from what I understood was brought her to the top of the staircase. Because then they were instructed, if they find anything, not to touch it. Mm-hmm. And but what, I guess he was, you could argue that he was hopeful that she could be revived, resuscitated. Maybe, but you, you, you yell for help. You yell, I found her and let people that know what the hell they're doing come down there. Especially if you have a house full of cops. Well, he didn't want to see them. He didn't want them to see the hole he was pulling her out of that he hit her in earlier. True. (laughs) All speculation, folks. All speculation. (laughs) But that's what I remember from it, though, too, is that the suspicion was always on the family. Right. Either mom, dad, or the brother. You got anything, Pay? There's just so many things wrong. Well, jump in. Point out one to me. He was clearly stated not to move anything. Clearly. And you move the most important thing to the whole case. Because where are you going to get all your evidence from? From the body. Exactly. And the area around the body. Right. And now you don't know where that is. And now you have contaminated evidence by him. So now you don't have anything. Right. You don't have... Was she staged? Was she laying as she died? Right. And so we've got that. They, um, at this point, what's next? Um, well, I know there was a, a broken window in the basement, too. Was there a broken window? Well, there was at one point. I don't know if it was there to start the day off or not. Because. But they did. There was a broken window. Uh, I don't remember a broken window, and was it in a, a window that they that the police said there's no way anybody could get through that window? That's not true. Yeah, I, I so, actually watched a video of the crime scene. In lightness. Oh, yeah, I know, but I was going off, didn't mm-hmm. someone say that, and y'all were supposed to say yes, and then we go into the... Well, I didn't sorry. read that part. I just watched the video, oh, so Peyton, okay. go ahead. Go ahead, Pay. Well, they brought in the most... What was it that we watched? Um... The Dr. Phil thing? Yeah. Yeah, they brought in a, a 68-year-old you know, man to walk him through the scene. And he went. They said that there were leaves and everything and all the other window. I forgot what those little boxes around the windows were called. Like the eaves? Yeah, but it's underground. It's flush with the ground and the windows underneath we for a cellar. But um, there were leaves in all of them but one. And they said... Well, nobody can get through that window. Well, this little 68-year-old man just plops his ass right down in it, opens it up, and slips right through. So, clearly, someone could have got in. But this is years later. At the time, they dismissed it and moved on. Well, I I did see a video of the crime scene. Of course, like I said, I don't know if it's legit or not. It's on the Internet. 
and there was a broken window in the basement. Now, like I said, could have been stayed, may not have even been really their house, but that could have been the window that they were talking about. Could have been. Uh, that they could have forced entry through there. And um, I saw another thing that there was like a little, a, a small top cellar door, but they ruled out entry there because all of the cobwebs were still intact across it. So sometimes nature helps you out. Yeah. Well, and I think the only thing everybody can agree on with this case is that the investigation was botched all to hell. From the get-go. Horrible. And and, and like I said, I mean, I I very vividly remember, like, this was like a day-long hunt for her before they found her body in the basement. They had already turned this house upside down right i mean we're looking in cupboards and washing machines and stuff and had combed the neighborhood looking for her and she's in their fucking basement yeah you know like all, that. all night all day yeah somebody you don't think to check the basement i mean that's the first place i'd go right. or all the rooms in the basement at least yeah right uh, it just i don't know that that just seemed odd to me so um you know of course him touching the body that messed up their crime scene as as Peyton was talking about um you don't see the way the body's laying now he's got his fibers his hair his fingerprints all over her and I mean maybe that was intentional if he did it he would want to say oh well that was just contamination after the fact when I picked her up right that that wasn't during the struggle or when I was killing her right so So, that could have been an intentional move on his part not just a grief-stricken father so how what did our autopsy determine for us guys so the coroner stated that her death was caused by blunt force trauma so she clearly had to been hit in the head or I don't know. She she was definitely hit in the head. There was a big ass hole in her skull. Yeah. There was? Mm-hmm. Yes. And oh. she had also been strangled. But that was after death. Right. And, and when we say strangled, I mean like whoosh. Noose. Everything. Well, it was like a I forget what they called it. Telephone cord? No, it no. it was a rope, but they called it something. They wrapped it around a stick and wrapped it around her neck and pulled it. Oh my And it's called God. something Oh, I know what you're talking about. <sighs> It's not a guillotine, but no. it's something, and it's not a tourniquet. No, but it's it's the sticks is what gives you the leverage for it. Right to, for the pressure. You, right, and you, you with a wire, you could literally take someone's head off. Oh wow, oh that's awful. That's that's her. I'm showing him the autopsy. Photo yeah, that's right awful. Now, so, um, she, I mean, it it dug into her neck. It made it like corseted her neck is kind of the effect. Yeah. And I wish I could think of that word. That is going to bother me. Um, I think what I saw, too, is that the piece of wood was something from in the home, too. It was from Patsy's art kit. It was one of her brushes. That's right. She had brushes. And that's that's a nylon string around it. Um, but, yeah, she... Was her art studio down there? It, yeah, it says the stick was determined to be a paintbrush handle from her kit located in the basement. So did you just happen to know that there was a paintbrush kit in the basement? That, just yeah. a question. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. Now, that investigator you were talking about, too, also mentioned 
some marks from a stun gun. See, that's the first I've heard of that. Yeah. And and said that it looked like a stun gun may have been used. And and I'll go ahead and mention this part from the autopsy because I don't think Peyton's going to want to talk about it. Um, there there was evidence of sexual abuse to John Bonet. Um, I thought there wasn't. Yeah, I thought there wasn't yeah. as well. I no. thought there was. Um, I just thought there was DNA in her underwear. Well, there was urine in her underwear. Of course, that could happen when you're stun gunned. Or when you die. Um, There was also blood in her underwear. And there were abrasions to her hymen and inside her vagina. But see, I saw saw somewhere where it said that sometimes in younger kids that it can look like sexual assault because maybe they wipe too hard. Well, I mean, I, I have texts pulled up from the autopsy. And it's talking about dried blood around her perineum, um, bruising just inside the vaginal orifice, um, abrasion to her hymen. Well, yeah, it sounds like sexual assault to me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they. It, it doesn't sound like it was a full-on sexual assault, but somebody at least was curious and messing with her, and, and there was blood in her underwear too so that would kind of indicate to me that they did that before she passed away right because you don't bleed after you're dead right no no pump pumping nothing's coming out yeah now um you know like i was saying to the um the blunt force trauma peyton did you see anything about what might have done that they said there could have been like a flashlight but we'll get into that later on um, it definitely could have been a flashlight wow I'm looking at that that de- I mean a, a mag light one of the big mag lights could mm-hmm. definitely be capable of that I mean her her skull which I don't know if the crack is from where they did the autopsy but there's a big ass hole in her head that is huge it's a half inch wide and I'd say probably an inch to an inch and a half long. A piece of her skull broken. So that's that's pretty significant. So I guess the ligature is that the word I was looking for? I believe it is. Ligature <laughs> ligature marks would be the the act of a rope around your yeah. throat. Ligature marks. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. So the 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 ligature the strangling was really overkill. Yeah. She I, was probably already dead when they were doing right. that. And I, I kind of feel that um, I'm going to remind myself right now to go back to the very beginning and put in another warning that this may be very graphic. Yeah, kind of like our building on last week. We're going to get to lighter topics again maybe soon. Yeah. Which, Talking about dead kids and stuff just, yeah, we're getting kind of heavy now. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm going to say, I know we usually link stuff up on our Facebook page. We may put the 911 call up there, but I am not linking to the autopsy photos. Y'all can research that. You people that are sick like me can look them up and Google them yourself. Um, they're, they're out there. They're very graphic. And, and it's a, a beautiful little girl who was murdered. Right. So it's, it's pretty tragic. So where do we go from here, guys? So we, we've, we've got a six-year-old. Who is dead in her parents' home? So who killed her? Hey, 
I wasn't necessarily done with the autopsy. Oh, I was waiting okay. for y'all oh, to keep oh, on going. Oh, well, go bad. for it. Let's go back to the autopsy. <laughs> back then. at the autopsy we are. So, on a happier note of her autopsy, there was pineapple in her digestive system. So. Okay. So, like, her last meal, I guess, was Had pineapple. pineapple in it. I was or trying she to was, brighten the subject. Or she was lured somewhere by somebody yeah. with Yeah, there's treats. no brightening this up, dear. I was trying. Dead six-year-old. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. A for effort. Is that, what's that all you got for the autopsy? You got something else for me? That's it. That's all right. Just trying to brighten it up. There you are. Well, let's uh, ease on past this, and let's talk about who we think. Who done it? Might have done it. Well, we'll start with Michael Helgoth. He was one of the Ramsey's family, not their greatest friends, I guess you could say. Arch nemesis. Not that bad. Let's say angry neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He owned an auto salvage park in, like, the neighborhood. Um, there was allegations of property distribu- distribution involving the Ramses, which could have led him to possible motivation to seek revenge on the family and kidnap John Bennett. Oh, like our neighbors that have shit in our backyard. Yeah. So, but I don't think... Um, I don't know that it, that a land dispute is worth a life. Well, in in that situation, if you're trying to teach someone a lesson, you you maybe hold on to her for five minutes before you kill her. Right. And and try to get what you're wanting out of it. And especially saying in the ransom note that, hey, she is fine and okay. Yeah. And if I'm getting $118,000, I'm going to maybe try to get that before I kill her. Mm-hmm. So was he cleared? Uh, he was both by, not both, he was cleared by DNA because they couldn't find anything on him, and he apparently caught the wind right before he was counted as a suspect. Okay, well, who's next? Next we have Gary Olivia. He was a registered, registered? Registered sex offender. Yeah. Um, I think I read about this guy. He wasn't a, a su- well, he was a suspect at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. There's been more stuff since. I'm going to see if you have it. Yeah. So, words. so was he only suspected because he was a registered sex offender? Yes, that was it. Because it, what it looked like was potential sex, sexual assault that had given where droplets of blood, blah, blah, blah. We already talked about that. Yeah, the stuff you don't want to mention, the, yeah. Yeah. the vaginal stuff. bruising and yes. all that Ugh. stuff. We don't want to mention it. <laughs> don't mention it. Um, but here was the thing that made him a prom, one of the prom suspects. He called his friend, it's Val, I think. We'll go with Val. Uh, he confessed to his longtime pal, I've heard a little girl, I heard a little girl. But was cleared by DNA testing from John Bonet's murder. He but he was recently charged with two accounts of sexual ex- assault. No exploitation. Exploitation yes. of child of a child for opposing child pornography. Okay. Now, if I remember correctly, this guy that he actually left Colorado, and they ended up picking him up in another state. But when his friend heard this. They, um, his friend called the police department, and the police department never followed up. Yeah, they kind of blew him off. Right. Well, 
And I will tell you, um, this friend has has felt guilty over this since 1996 and has followed this guy and kept calling police and, and trying to get a confession out of this guy because I found an article from January of 2019. Last year. Yeah. Where um, this guy... Vale, I guess is his name. Michael Vale. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. I like that. I can say that. Um, so he's been playing pen pal with o- o- Oliva, I guess. Is, is that how you said it? Put it. I said Olivia. We'll go with Oliva. Oliva. Okay, whatever this guy's name is. The pedophile. Um, Gary. We're going to go Gary. Um, he's been writing letters. To, to this guy and he has confessed in a letter saying I never loved anyone like I did John Bonet and yet I let her slip and her head bashed in half and I watched her die it was an accident please believe me she was not like the other kids so he, he wrote that in a letter to his friend in I guess 2018 2019 um and, of course, this guy has turned this over to investigators again. Um, he's he's tried to get him to admit it because he's he's carried this guilt and feels like somebody needs to follow through and charge him with this. Right. Um, in a recent letter, um, Olivia said to Vale that he pleaded guilty to murder of John Bonet as well as countless charges of assaults and sexual abuse against many children. Um, and it says there's no such plea on record. But the arrest affidavit, of course, when that goes to public, they redact children's names out. You can't include minors' information to the public. Right. So um, it says that it does allude to the fact that he might have been charged with some things involving John Bonet. Um, it says that the arrest affidavit says that approximately 355 photos were found on Olivia's phone that had something to do with blank. And when I say blank, that's where it was marked out. Right, redacted. Um, it said some were regular photographs of her, likely found online. Of those photographs, 19 were images from blank autopsy likely from the photographs that had been leaked to the press in years past, much like what I found. Mm -hmm. There were also many photographs of what appear to be shrines to blank. It is unknown where these shrines are located or if they were created by Olivia or not. I observed in the contact section of Olivia's phone there were many references to blank. In the video section of the phone, I found several videos that were tributes to blank as well. So, um, it sounds like he may have been charged with something involving her, but maybe not specifically her murder yet, or he took some kind of plea deal. Now, um, Boulder police basically have just said, we're aware of him, we're investigating all leads, blah, 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 blah. That sounds pretty solid when a dude writes a letter saying, hey, I did it. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I didn't mean to. And says that her skull cracked. Of course, if he's had time and he's looked at right. this, he could have become an obsessed person after the fact. Right. And, and fantasized about it. They could easily clear this or clear him by comparing the notes. Right. And the, the handwriting on it. Right. 
So you got one more for me? I got two more. Okay. I got a whole family, too. Let's go for it. So speaking of confessions, John Mark Carr, the out-of-state school teacher that confessed out of nowhere, once e- once emails took a disturbing turn with revealing the grown man's sexual f- fascination. fascination with John Bennett. Tracy reported Carr to the police who arrested him, which was the guy he was emailing. And apparently he left the whole country. It's a really big word. Extradited? No. no. It's the name of the place he was at. Oh, oh the country. The country, okay. okay. Well, yeah. drive on past him. As a possible suspect, he was immediately flown to Boner. Well, <laughs> To, to Boner. <laughs> we flew him to Boner. Boner. <laughs> she said it was a big word. Mm-hmm. How big? About six inches. <laughs> he was immediately flown back to Boulder for questioning, but it was immediately cleared after his DNA failed to match the profile of an unknown male found in the waistband of Domine's underwear and... In my opinion, the confession was all fake and kind of just planned. Okay. He was just trying to get some attention. Yeah. So who else you got? Now I have Bill McReynolds. Ronalds. Pick one and go with it. Bill. 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 All right, Bill. Bill was one of the family's friends. The week before John Bonet was killed, he was at the house as a Santa to entertain the neighborhood kids. As many people said, he paid many... He paid a little too much attention to John Bonet, but apparently he was a good friend to the family, so people thought for him being responsible for her murder, it was definitely unlikely. That's all I got on him. So he wasn't really cleared or anything. They're just like, oh, well, he was friends with him, so he wouldn't kill her. Right. They didn't yeah. compare his DNA or anything? Nope. Um, not that I remember reading. But it was kind of weird how they said he paid a little too much attention to her. Yeah. But she was the famous John Bonet. I mean, at at that point, like, she was known anyways because, I mean, her mom hookered her up for beauty pageants all the time. I mean. Yeah. I guess we're getting into a little politics of beauty pageants with that. Yeah. Anyways, driving on. Got one last one for us. Yep. And this one mostly for folks focuses on Burke the, the brother the brother so people said that he got frustrated with her because he was apparently he ate pineapple that night when she went missing there was a bowl found on the table and everything so John Bonet could have like took some of it from him and he got frustrated with her and hit her in the head as she was like walking away with now that we're to it, the flashlight. Okay. So that automatically could have killed her. So they then he drug her downstairs and one second. He then he apparently he would freak out as a I would freak out as a nine year old knowing that I just accidentally killed my sister. I would go to mama or daddy and be like, help. I accidentally killed her. And that's when Patsy and John kind of come in. And come up with this whole kidnapping scheme. Exactly. To cover for it. 
so they did the overkill, blah, 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 blah. But the only thing that doesn't line up with that is the sexual assault. Well, of course, I, I'm a little dark and twistier than, than most. Um, but I, I would focus on the brother, too, and, and totally buy the parents as a cover-up. Um, I actually watched an interview they did that Burke did with Dr. Phil, and, and he's creepy as fuck. I mean, he's grinning the whole oh. fucking interview. Yeah, but... Dr. Phil had a good point. He did. This guy does not social well. And that smirk or that smile that he has, that's his way of dealing with the anxiety of being there and being spoke to. I, I kind of get that, but it just... Oh, I, it was creepy. Hands down, it, it's definitely it creepy. It weird. Um, but here's here's my theory on well, if if the brother did it. Well, just like Dr. Phillips pointed out, this has affected him in such a way that, and he apparently is a very smart kid, but he works from home because he does not people. Well, maybe he didn't people to start with. Here we go again with me throwing out autism as a right. guess of what's going well, on or Asperger's. I don't, but he, he, maybe he is on the spectrum, but I mean. Not high enough to be considered on the spectrum. Well, yeah. they didn't test for it as much back then. True. You know, it wasn't, as, and especially if you were high-functioning, yeah, they but, didn't really test for it. But just the trauma of what his family went through is going to give him some right. trauma disorders right. anyways. And that's what they were saying. But here's here's my theory on, well, I'm going to go in a couple ways with this on if the brother did it. So I, I have no problem assuming that the parents covered this up, period. I don't necessarily think that the parents did it i don't think because i mean john bonnet was their cash cow i mean she was winning money in pageants and they were getting famous off of her and you know you don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you so you're not going to cut off that that supply um but my first question is they they named john bonnet after dad john bennett they had a nine-year-old son if they wanted to name a kid after dad, do it after the Why didn't they name son. the boy? True. John Bennett Jr. Whoa. Maybe it was an afterthought. It, it could have been. Maybe he was illegitimate. Maybe, maybe lots of things. But maybe this kid, Burke, looked at all the attention that his sister got being dressed up and putting all these pageants and everything done for her. She's named after daddy. She's mommy's favorite because she does all these pageants with mommy. And here I am. They don't do anything with me. He was jealous. Lots of jealousy, even more. What the hell are you doing? I'm fixing my microphone. (laughs) So we have this this nine-year-old boy who there's, there's sibling rivalry anyways between brothers and sisters always but then you've got well she's named after dad and she gets all this attention and so maybe this little nine-year-old has lots of pent-up hostility and one night she makes him mad and he knocks her over or something and you know she's gonna do the i'm telling mommy thing and he knows he's about to get his butt beat 
because he hurt John Bonet again and he doesn't want to get in trouble because she always gets her way, blah, blah, blah. So he grabs the closest thing, picks up the flashlight, and knocks her over the head, and out she, she's out cold and bleeding on the floor. Now, in that situation with the jealousy, I don't know if he's going to run right away to mom and dad. Because I don't know that death in that instance would be instantaneous. So he maybe just went to bed. And then when the parents get up, they see her unconscious on the floor and figure out what happened and set the stage for everything. Yeah, oh, so those marks around her neck, a nine-year-old I don't think is quite capable. No, but that's... I'm, I feel like the dad could have put those there after the fact. Maybe. Because definitely a nine-year-old I don't think could do that. Or would think, think, to, do it. think to do that. I mean, a nine-year-old's probably just going to, like, stick a pillow on your face or try to choke you with their hands. Or hit you with a flashlight. A nine-year-old's not going to realize the pressure it takes to choke someone out. Right. With that, they did say the strangulation was after she died. Yeah. So it could have been dad came, mm-hmm. he knew, and did some overkill onto mm-hmm. her. But but here's the plot twist to it all. The entire family was cleared by DNA. They were cleared by DNA from a contaminated crime scene that was contaminated hey, by the family. I was just saying. Were they <laughs> going to get somebody else's DNA? I don't know. True. It could have been one of the police officers. Did they DNA all of their stuff? Because if they botched the crime scene the way they already had, whoever grabbed him from Dad when he brought her up the stairs could have grabbed her and touched her and one of his hairs fell in the waistband of her But it was in her underwear. When you say in her underwear, she actually was wearing like a top and like long john pajama bottoms. Yeah. It wasn't underwear. It was like she was in pajamas. pajamas. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It okay. was long underwear. Sorry. Hmm. So I mean so you gotta remember it's it's winter time and they're in Boulder, Colorado. She's wearing some thermals. Yeah. So, so I Unfortunately we're we're not ever gonna have an answer for this. Right. One of the people I feel like that knows what actually happened has already died. Patsy died of ovarian cancer a couple years ago, 10 years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I definitely feel like the family knows what happened to her. Oh, yeah. I, I do, too. People said at, like, what was the thing I tried to tell you earlier, Daddy, that I couldn't think of now I can't think of? Did Invol- I? Involved the news. Oh. Uh. Way to put me on the spot. I wasn't there, so. It's like whenever a kid goes missing, you automatically go to the news and be like. Oh, a press press conference. Press conference, yes. Yeah. They, people said they acted nervous like they were retaining something from the people. Right. Everyone. And the the boy was smiling there, too, I think. I'm fairly positive. Yeah, I just, I, I know the family stuck out in my head all these years as having something to do with all of it. I, either they, 
they know who did it, and it's somebody who has some good blackmail against them, so they're not turning them over. Um, or they're covering for the son because they wanted him to have a normal chance at life. Or dad had been sexually abusing her and went too far. Right. Um, or dad had been sexually abusing her and mom killed her to make it all stop and make it go away. There's a bazillion different things that we will never know. Which, onto the family being suspects, they did test the handwriting. And it didn't match up? Oh, it did. Match Patsy's. Yep. Oh, so Patsy wrote the note out. Could have, could have. It was very close to what she... <laughs> hmm. Well, that's but did they test the boy's handwriting? They test everyone's handwriting, but yeah. the only one that came close to the note was Patsy's. Patsy's. Yep. So, well, that's interesting. I guess we're rocking on here about... 57 minutes, roughly. Maybe we'll get an EVP from John Bonet who will tell us who did it when we listen back. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. <laughs> let's let's just sit for a second. John Bonet, if you want to tell us who killed you, now's your chance. I'm going to shit my pants if there's anything there when we play it back. Right. <laughs> for real. So, um, <laughs> all right, Miss Jill, tell us where we can be found on the interwebs. Oh, put me on the spot. Hang on five seconds. I had it pulled up. All right, so we are on Facebook and Instagram at WTF Was That Pod. How freaking redneck was that? We're on the Instagram. <laughs> WTF Was That Pod. Um, we have an email. You can click the email button on Facebook, or you can email us at WTFWTPodcast at gmail.com. And as always, our wonderful headbanging intro and outro music is by House of Curses. Um, they're a great local band, really nice guys. We've got a link up somewhere on our Facebook. We need to pop that back up to the top again. And, and, and let me just tell you, if you don't know Josh Thompson, you need to friend this guy because he posts some of the funniest stuff. We need to have him on the show one day. Oh, gosh, yeah. Just for something. I don't know. We'll find something. <laughs> he's he's the king of humor and sarcasm on our local oh, community yes. pages. He is great. So um, I guess look us up on the Facebook, share our page, get a friend to listen, give us some feedback. Yeah, put something Send on us our page. Pictures of dogs or something. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> Let us know that you like what we're doing. Somebody show us you're out there. So, um, but other than that, I guess. You want to hit the button? Uh, we will in just a second. Um, Peyton, I appreciate you coming out and spending the afternoon with us and doing the research that you did. You're welcome. Um, I hope that you want to come back and do this a little more. And uh, on that note, you want to tell us to hit the button? Hit the button.